This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Welcome to the All Love No Fear Podcast, Season 3, Episode 15. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, hi. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to Season 3, Episode 15 of the All Love No Fear Podcast. Mark is dumb hyped like he always is. Um, I think I need some coffee, probably. Um, yeah, probably. And some actual breakfast. Because I think I ate some of Avery's leftover waffle, and that was the extent of my breakfast for today. So, yeah, I might be a little hungry. High slash low key. So, yeah. But welcome, y'all. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Did what you up, miss what us? Up, what up, what up? Did you miss us? I hope so. Yeah. We missed y'all. Word, word, word. Word, 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 word. How you feel today? Other than hungry? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, You know. It's an interesting, interesting place um, we are in right now as a country. And, uh, you know, not bad, just interesting. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. But, you know, I I definitely will say that I thought this um, election thing was going to drag on for, for longer. I didn't think they were going to come and hit us with, uh, hey, we're declaring a winner so soon. I definitely thought we were going to be in December like so. After I, I think they pushed it back to Saturday for a couple of reasons. I think because they knew the protest, so it had to be on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, um, I think Nevada pushed it back because it was there was like they didn't want to be the ones. Because I was like, <laughs> Nevada, you. you it's know, about five people that live there. How many votes is y'all counting? I was like, you, you know that you, because like if Nevada pulled through, then everything else didn't matter. Yeah. So I feel as if like. It, it, it was kind of ridiculous. Nevada was like, I just don't want to be. He's like, I don't know. It wasn't me. It wasn't I didn't me. It. I wasn't involved. I didn't do it. Like, oh, okay, Nevada. We get it. We get it. Yeah. Honestly, truly. But, um, but yeah, it. it's, it's cool. Yeah. I, I definitely was surprised to see such a quick, a quick, um, a quick turnaround on it. Cause I didn't think that they were going to move that quickly and, I mean, I guess on one hand they want to because it's like, all right, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a very interesting election, very interesting year in and of itself. People don't have time to be sitting up here waiting thirty-seven years to figure out who won this thing. Like, I think that would have created more unrest, if anything, if people really had to sit and wait like a month, two months to find out, yeah, who who won. So I think, um, I think they kind of felt a certain pressure to move things along as expeditiously as possible so that people could kind of quote unquote relax slash process their feelings and kind of be sorted through with that come inauguration day. Word. So, yeah, it, it was, um, 
I think it was interesting, especially if, like, I think they saw that, like, it's going to be a lot of legal stuff going on. It was like, oh, we need time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it's, um, it was, it's interesting. Like, it's funny because what was predicted actually happened in terms of how the election was laid out. Okay. Meaning, for a while, they were saying, like, hey, what's going to happen? Because um, 45 was telling all his supporters to not vote by mail. Uh-huh. Don't vote by mail. Because because he said that, I'm not sure if this was intention, it made it look different than ever because it looked like all of the votes that came in on Tuesday, on election day, uh-huh. were one way. And then as all the mail-in votes came in, it switched to a different way. But that's because of how they laid out the election. Because of, like, it, it, it's not going to usually go out that way, mm-hmm. um, but it's just he told all the supporters that mail-in voting is going to be fraud. He told them that it's not going to be real. And he did that for the reason, because he was like, what we're going to, like, in his mind, he was going to try to invalidate all the mail-in votes. He was, that, that, that's what, I think that was his plan, is to invalidate all the mail-in votes so that all he has to do is tell supporters to vote on the day of and do that. So, because that, that's basically what's probably going to happen through this legal thing is he's trying to invalidate all the mail in votes. Because without the mail in votes, I understand what he, he'll say he'll win. Right. Without the mail in votes. But here's my thing the reason that we have to have mail in votes in the first place is because you effed up on the coronavirus pandemic handling situation. Work. If you had actually done that right, we wouldn't be having a conversation about mail in votes because it would be actually like safe for people to go outside and vote in person. Because let's be clear, the people who did go and vote in person were probably very nervous about it because this pandemic is still here. We haven't really moved the needle in terms of it no longer being a day-to-day part of our lives. So I'm just kind of like, the whole mail-in vote thing is your fault. You did this mm-hmm. because you didn't take the necessary steps that you needed to take to prevent this from ballooning into the pandemic that it's become. So, like, you did this, bro. Like, who you mad at? Like, I, d- help me understand. This is this is a direct result of your inaction, and here we are. So just, you know, deal yeah. with it. But, like... I, I I think that's what that I think he he knew that this is this was his plan from the beginning. His plan from the beginning was to deter all of the mail-in votes. Right. Well, too bad. Should have thought about that before you let Corona run rampant and uh, didn't do anything about it. Yeah, that 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 was that was always his initial plan. Right, but like, did so? So was his plan? Did he think that Corona was going to be no longer a thing, and people no, were no. going to like? What, no, how no. did he think this was going to work? Is what I'm trying to get no, to no. the bottom he, of. He, because, like I said, like the, um, him and his supporters are kind of in a bubble. So him and his supporters, like he, he's kind of been like pushing the agenda since they announced mail-in voting, which was a couple months ago. That is is a lot of fraud and million votes. Based on what so, though? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I I still have it, not yet found an answer to to what it's what this alleged fraud his, is based on. His his messaging has been for the last four years was if I consistently say something, it becomes true because mm-hmm. it, what happens is people will look at like he will keep saying something and then people will pick it up. And then other people write articles about it. So now you have other articles to prove what you're saying. 
Yeah. And like that, that that's that's been happening all the time. He will uh-huh. say something over and over. And like the problem is is like it's not because he's just saying it, it's because he's the president and he's saying it. So like that, that that's that's what's been the problem like the whole time. The whole pro- the whole problem is he's a president who's saying conspiracy theories and he and and, and everybody's mind is like, oh, he knows the truth. Right. Because he's a president. He knows all the back end stuff, all the underhanded things. Right. So anything, anytime he can, he does a conspiracy, conspiracy theory, it makes me like, oh, it must be true. Because he know, he he should know. Right. And and I think that is the um that is where it's it's a problem. It's it's not the it's not the fact that um he does think because people people say conspiracy theories all the time. People say it, it's just when the president, the person who has all the information, allegedly, he has information. <laughs> allegedly, has, he, but okay. I say allegedly because I don't know if he listens to the things that are said. No, no, I, I didn't say he listens. I say he has the information. He has access to information. Mm-hmm. And if he is saying that this conspiracy, we should question this, it makes his supporters say like, "Oh, we should question this," because. I've I've been saying this before for a few times, but it's like what 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 he is to people is the person on the inside. That's what they think. He think uh-huh. they their 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 view of him is he is one of us on the inside, letting us know letting us know what's going on inside the government. He's not a government person, but he's in the government, so people can know what's going on. Uh-huh. Um, I had this um theory that. And in, in, in their mind, how black people felt about Barack Obama is how he they feel about Trump. Right. So while Barack Obama was going, he like Barack Obama, he did a lot of things, with him, but he did like certain really black things. Uh-huh. And like people felt disconnected from that. Like, what is going on? This is not me. Right. Like people couldn't say that out loud, but people were like, "Oh, this, this this is not for me. He's not speaking to me." Right. Like he he's had many parties with like all black people in the, in the White House. Uh-huh. People felt like, "Oh, this is not for me. This right. is not my my country. This is not my White House." Gotcha. So Trump comes and speaks directly to white people. Uh-huh. So he's like, "Oh." This is so I feel like this, he's speaking to me the whole time. Right. He's someone who I can speak to because Barack Obama didn't speak to me at all. And you know what's funny about that is that black people would argue with you that Barack Obama was not a black president or a president that was for black people. Oh, correct. So I find it interesting that of what you're saying that there are. I mean, I'm not surprised by it, but it's just interesting thinking about it in that context that there are people who felt like he didn't speak to them because he was doing stuff that incorporated blackness a bit too much. But there are black people who legitimately say and believe that he was not a black president and that he didn't do anything for black people. Yeah. And, and, and that, and that's where the gauge is. So it's like, because, who, who's because, president was he then? Cause if he wasn't the president for black people, the white people didn't think he was their president either. Who's president was he? And, and, and the, the problem, the problem is, is that like, like who president was he? Because he, what he did any form of blackness, it was too much. Because it's not an unusual thing in the White House. Mm-hmm. So, like, he didn't do a lot of black things, but anything he did that, like, came off as black and it seemed like relate to us was too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, him doing a speech about race was, like, a gigantic thing. Mm-hmm. So, if a white president didn't think about race, like, oh, okay, he's just trying to appeal to the black people. 
Right. But him doing Christmas, oh my gosh, he's talking about like it's 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 always he's inciting a race war. Like it's it's always thing, and like and anytime he talks about anything to do with race at all, like people were upset when um I think when Trayvon Martin thing happened, he was like, oh he that could have been me. People were upset with like mm-hmm. anything that relates to black people. People felt like, oh this doesn't relate to me. Right. Well, I mean, because if you're not black, you don't. I don't know what to tell you. This goes into a deeper conversation, which we'll probably talk about another time, in which anything black American is not American, anything white American is. Hmm. That goes into a deeper conversation of that. Because anytime white American does things, no, this is an American thing to do. Right. These are American movies. This is American music. Anything black American, no, that's just for y'all. This is not for us. Right. He doesn't speak to all America, only speaks to y'all. But anything that is white American speaks to everybody, mm-hmm. but we'll have the, we'll have that conversation another time, probably next week. But that 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 is where that comes from. All right, um, but yeah, like that 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 is really what the big I think issue is when it comes down to um, how we uh, approach it. We we approach uh, black things as. Super black or less black, like it's just like not we white people, white white people, like how um how America has. So it's like their their vision of like just a little bit of blackness is excessively black, excessively pro black, excessively excessively racist to whites, (laughs) right? And so even though like black or brown or any other kind of people can't be racist, but whatever. In their mind, Trump is the same. Even though it's not, it's no, it's no, it's nowhere close to an equal thing, but Trump is the same for when he says certain things. Like, oh, he's just the same. He's just a, he's just a white version of Barack Obama. That statement is rude. No, it is. It's rude, incorrect, and false. And if I ever hear anyone say it out loud, I might fight. All right. Get the bail money ready, because no, what we're not going to do is that. All right. Let's get right here. Love it or lose it. Oh, yes. wait, hold on. Shout out to people on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We don't never shout the people out. <laughs> We'd be halfway Podbean. through the podcast and be like, oh, snap, we never even said anything. People on um, Podbean, Himalayas. On the website. On everybody, the website. Um, shout out to everybody. Thank you so much for participating. And we go right into Love It or Lose It. Hey. Love It or Lose It. Hey. Love It or Lose It. Hey. Love It or Lose It. Hey, 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 hey. Shibi, dooby, 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 dooby. <laughs> Why you added the shooby dooby dooby doo? In honor of Rance Allen, I feel like since we started, shooby doo doo. Doo doo. Doo doo. Doo doo. I wasn't even going to attempt that. I was just going to stick to the part that, right. that um, I could successfully do. Um, but yeah, um, love it or lose it for season three, episode 15. Well, before you get started, what is love it or lose it? Love it. Have you done that last time? I don't, know. I don't even know. I just thought love about it. Love it or lose it. We have four choices. Out of those four choices, we usually have one we have to hold on to, never let go. And then when you lose, throw away. And usually one person knows the choices and the other and whoever else is in the room does not. <laughs> That's the best Word. way to explain it. Word. That's, right. that's it in a nutshell. It's a fun little segment we kick the pod off with, you know. Um, and this is, I guess, date ideas. Date ideas. Okay. Um, and the the four date ideas 
are paint and sip. Okay. Miniature golf. Okay. You visit a museum, a museum visit. Okay. Or taking a class. What kind of class? It could be any of them, like cooking class, sewing class. Um, okay. Huh. I like all four of these. All four of these would be a fun time for that's, me. That's the reason why I chose all four. Because you, you like all four. All right. So you said paint and sip. Miniature golf. Miniature golf. Mu- visit a museum. Visit a museum. Or art exhibit. They, they kind of. Or art exhibit. Or, and the other one was. Take a class. Take a class. Hum, 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 hum. This is hard. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, I'm sorry, I'm giving a lot of, of sound effects right now. Um, you said paint and sip, and the second one was miniature golf. Um, This is this is mad hard because I would love to do all of these sound effect for that but i think me doing it makes it better sure sure (laughs) it brings a personalization that just can't be just can't be bought um i think i would have to go with uh the paint and sip as my lose it boo i'm just being honest um and this was a hard decision to come to um i think i went with not doing the paint and sip because um the potential for it being messy um because I've definitely left with like, I had fun. Don't get me wrong, but I've definitely left with like paint on my clothes, slash. Yeah, oh, that's like washed off my hands. Um, and sometimes I don't always like the art that I create. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that was trash. That was yeah. terrible. Well, dark art doesn't have to be perfect. Great, but I want it to be, and mine isn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that would be based on that. That would be my lose it. Don't get me wrong. I do love a paint and zip. I think it's awesome. Um. But yeah, I guess if I if I had to lose one, because this is a very, very stupid, hard category, um, that would be the one. Boo. Okay, fine. Boo me. It's fine. Boo. All right. Um, what about you, sir? The one I'm losing is miniature golf. Why would you say something like that? You know how much I like miniature golf. I think it's awesome. Yes. Out of those four, though. Okay. How okay. Would you Explain golf? your choice. Because um, I think the other four are just more artsy for me. Okay. Um, you're not a you're not a sports a sportsy outdoorsy kind of guy. I don't think that's what it is. I just like archery stuff more. Okay. I don't think I'm anti outside outdoors and everything. I think art has always been above that. Okay. That's just what it is. Um, I like paint and sip because, like I said, it's kind of up to your interpretation. You can kind of like mix things up if you wish um, with colors and things like that. 
Word. Um, it's it's interesting to see and like see what you can because like I I gauge myself as a terrible drawer and painter. <laughs> That's not true. You're significantly better than me. I'm saying what I feel. Okay, I'm just saying that what you're saying about yourself is not true. You okay. you're, you feeling it is true. Correct. It being factual is not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so. That's fine. So I think the pain set made me feel like, oh, okay, maybe I can do something. Um, miniature golf, like I said, is fun. Um, I think, uh, you know what it is about miniature golf? I feel as if it's usually cool. I think the first half I'm excited. The second half I'm kind of like, all right, let's, let's move along. You're ready to go? You've had enough? <laughs> it, it's, it's too like repetitive sometimes. Okay. Okay. That's valid. That's valid. Like, I would like to try regular golf. Sure, sure. But I, I feel as if sometimes it's too, like it's, I don't know, Major Golf gets too repetitive sometimes. You can say what you want. I have a great time with miniature Golf. I'm, I'm, I'm not against it. Like great I said, time. I will do it. But I, I, I think if I'm comparing it to the other. To the other things, you choose that. You choose the choose other things that. over that. Yes. Okay. That's fair. That's Word. fair. How about your love it? You said miniature Golf. Cooking class, some type of class, or museum visit, museum visit, art exhibit. Um, I feel like a class would be super fun because I feel yeah I feel like that's my love it because I feel I feel like you know doing something you know like with our hands. Potentially, like I'm imagining like a cooking class. So I'm like going and learning how to like, I don't know, make Italian food. I don't know. Going and doing something like that, just kind of learning like techniques and like stuff like that, like together, I think is fun. Because I feel like we don't, we don't often cook together, I guess. Like one of us cooks and the other person like cleans up, but we don't like cook together necessarily. So I feel like I would really enjoy going to do something like that or like a cake icing class or I don't know, just some kind of thing where we're learning something together. Also because I think you're smarter than me. And so, no, you really are though. All right, miss two, two master's degrees. Okay. Anybody can get a master's. They're giving them away. They're giving them away. Anyone can get one. <laughs> there's, there's people I've met with masters. I'm like, wow, they let you get one. Yes. Everybody, wow. can, everybody cannot get a master's. Number one, let's let's get that together. Let's pull that together for a second. The way, the way they out here giving them away, I don't They're know, not man. Giving them away, people I've met some people that shouldn't have them. them. So, as far as I'm concerned, they're giving them away. The fact that you feel like they're giving them away means you're smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you feel that way, I can't, I can't, no, no, I, no, no one thinks you are giving them away. Nobody thinks that. I do. Okay. <laughs> And I know they're there are other people who masters. feel they're giving them away. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Listen, I have encountered some people who have masters and I'm like, wowzers. You are wow. So as far as I'm concerned, somebody was giving them away. Nobody's giving nobody's away. I giving earned mine, but some people, they, nobody's somebody gave them to them. I, listen, listen, I said what I said. Okay. <laughs> it's not a thing. Okay. You have to. Okay. And I earned them. I worked for them. Yes. That's why you're still, you're smarter than me. <laughs> All right, look, let's not. <laughs> there might be some things where we're just better at other things. Like, you are better at, like, 
actually listening and following directions. I'm awful at that. I don't. I don't listen to anything that anybody says when it comes to like instructions. And I thought like you were intelligent as much as you just you just put a wall up when people were talking. But like you're also, I feel like you're you're smarter <laughs> I just than me. Follow directions. You follow directions, but I feel that's like that's not a smart thing. That's, no, that's, that's, it, that's, it is. It is. It is. No, it's, and I it's also just, and I also I also feel like you're a good like like uh what's the word I'm looking for um what's the word. It was just in my head and now it's gone. Like improviser is not the word I was looking for, but like kind of in that same vein, like you're really good at being like, okay, well, this doesn't work. What about this? What about this? Like you're really good at thinking, uh, at thinking of alternative solutions very quickly. I am not. Like yeah. if I think something is the way to do, to do it and it doesn't go work that way, sometimes I'm just like, so what, what? What that's, do we? That's, my, that's because of my lack of school education, Chris. <laughs> I have to figure things out. <laughs> so you're saying my school education precludes me from figuring things out? It's possible. No, I, I, no. I'm trying to say is like when when you don't have certain degrees, you have to figure things out. Well, I feel like, but you went to college, so like I know you like, had you had you, the experience. Yes, but when you have certain, when you like, you have you have to like find ways to figure things out to succeed. Where you don't have certain things, I guess, and I admire that very much about you. You're very like think on your feet, improvise, innovate. Like you're really good at that. I have to survive. <laughs> to survive, I have to, to survive. I cannot. I have no choice. I cannot. I cannot. Like I feel like I do I, it. I, I I want to just be chilling and be like, oh, stuff just working. It just works. I, it doesn't happen to me. Like I mean, I do. I do think that I can think and, and do stuff like that. But it's like you are very good at just like. Okay, so that didn't work. All right, let's try this. Okay, that didn't work. Let's like you just it comes to you really fast. For me, I'm always like, okay, so that didn't work. Let me get on Google. If I didn't do that, I'll be I'll be homeless somewhere. Okay, okay. So I I have no choice. Okay, well praise I have the to Lord. Figure it out. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Things I have to try to figure things out. That's that's how I have to operate that way, or things will never work out. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah, I, I feel like I don't I don't have an option to not do that. Right. Like, and so I feel like with a class, like a cooking class, for example, like I'll just do something wrong and like you'll be there doing it right. And I'll be like, what are you doing? Help, help, help. help. Just follow directions. No. <laughs> what is problem? Well, I, I think I followed the directions, but apparently I missed a step. I wasn't listening. I missed a no, step. And now I've messed it what, up. What happens with you following directions is you're like, you, you, you'll listen to the directions, but you're like, they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, they do know what they're talking about. They do. They yes, do. I, I know that. Whatever, Mark. Like you, you won't follow exactly what it, like you'll you'll I'll, you'll I'll try to finesse it. Yeah, you'll 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 interpret what they're saying, not just follow what they're saying. Why, why would I listen and follow directions like a normal person? Why would I do yeah, that? Yeah, you'll just interpret what was being said a certain way. As opposed to just following directions and making my life easier. Correct. And that's why I need you. That's why that's why we're together. You can just follow directions. I'm saying. never going to. Okay, so let's just. Do <laughs> I never? I'm 34 <laughs> years old. I'm never going to. Like, let's just, just move on from that. Yeah, yeah, pull together. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> not no. Listen, I am who I am. You are who you are. Let's just work together. Let's just build a team. Okay. Okay. What's your love it, sir? Um, love it is class also. Okay. Um, I, I like I like learning things, new things. Um. Because I always feel like I don't know enough. That's why. That's why. That's, that's why. Well, I, I don't feel like I know enough, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I always feel like I, I need to learn more things. Okay. So that, okay. That, that, that's why, like, I think I'm, I'm more. Like, I feel like 
I'm more excited about like all forms of classes, music classes. Because I'm like something I, I don't I don't know that much. I need to learn more. Okay, okay. You just reminded me of something, but okay. Is it is it music class? Yes, yes. For you, not me. Okay. Because <laughs> you've been saying you're gonna take these guitar classes for like the last three years. Yes. You have a lovely guitar that Avery plays. Um, <laughs> not Avery. <laughs> Avery's touched that guitar more than you have in the last. Hey. I'm not lying. Well, since, since the pandemic, yes. Yes, Avery's probably touched that guitar more than you have. So she she does a great job strumming, from what I can tell. She's really got it That's under right. control. Um, I'm pro- I'm play keyboard before you, so I'm gonna do. Okay, have a blasty. Go you, for you, it. That's, you're supposed to do it. <laughs> I listen. I will. That, it's set up now. You could just go. I could just go. You're correct. Why didn't you get your guitar? I dig my guitar. Where is it? In the closet. Oh, I didn't see that. So ha. <laughs> so hot. When did you get that? <laughs> when I went to pick a drop of Avery. Oh, okay. I was like, that was not in the car yesterday. You did not fit that in here. Okay. Excuse me, mister. I got my guitar. Okay, so play it then. <laughs> so play it then. So play it then. <laughs> That's right. Since we talk about people's instruments. Anywho's, um, that was our love it or lose it. Love it or, or lose it. it. Love, love it or lose it. it. Hey, 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 love it. Or lose it. Hey, love it. All right. Let us move on to our topic for this week's discussion. And uh, let's talk about colorism. Let's talk about it. Okay. With my awful British accent. That was quite bad. I've heard worse. Don't do me. Okay. <laughs> I said it was awful because I was critiquing myself. You don't get to jump in and be like, yeah, it was pretty bad. No. Yeah, it was. Shut your mouth. It was not that bad. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about colorism. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you, do you feel like you've ever encountered colorism in your life, like personally? Or like, do you feel like you recall seeing it or seeing an example of it? Like, if not with you maybe like someone around you? I, I think um, I've definitely seen it a lot. Um, I, I don't know. If, I don't think I experienced it because people kind of put me in the middle. You are in the middle. People kind of put me in, in their brown skin, not light skin, not dark skin category. Brown skin boy. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, say they kind of put me in the, um, in the middle. So I don't know if I, I don't, I don't usually participate in the, uh, in those arguments. Okay. <laughs> I'm usually in the back like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Not the but, that's crazy. But um, from my observing. Okay. From me observing, I, I can kind of see from the outside looking in that it looks crazy every time. Mm-hmm. And like, it looks cra- And like, I, I, I kind of understand both um, sides, but I think both sides... Um, problem is the white people, not them. Okay. Um, and I think that is what the problem is. I think it's it's the white people creating the division, and it's not the actual black people creating it. Yes, they're but, they're helping to enforce it. Yeah. So what what I mean is, um, the the dark skin people have an issue with dark skin people because white people have an issue with dark skin people because dark skin people are the black black people. Mm-hmm. Um. So like. They're like undisputably black. <laughs> um, this kind of plays into like when people when black when 
one of many white people think of black people, they think of a dark skinned person. Mm. So like, oh, that person is black based off of that. And the more black you are, the more like more undisputable black you are, you're not mixed with anything. People think that you are less than other blacks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? So that plays into many times and how um white people treat black dark skinned people. Mm. Right? Mm. And so and also white people tend to be more acceptable or more receiving to light skinned people. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times they like people think like, oh, they're more light skinned. People see that. People see that how like um, white people would treat light skinned people better, or people who have like more lighter curls or more like you know like, like they'll, they'll treat them when they have more white features better, and then people get upset with that. Okay. So meaning, um, someone will treat someone who's light skinned better, or sometimes people will like date people who are light skinned more because they have more white features and mm. think that they were better and everything. So people who are dark-skinned see that and how, like, they're being cast aside because of it. Mm. And they have, sometimes they have the anger towards the light-skinned people before that, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that becomes the first circle. And then because, <laughs> because that happens, people who are light-skinned feel as if, like, I don't feel connected to other black people. Mm-hmm. Because they always cast me aside, right? They keep casting me aside and everything because of I'm, I'm always I'm, like, and so like you see sometimes you see people who are like trying to overcompensate for being black because mm-hmm. they're like they feel like people always think that they're not black enough because they're right. like they're light skin, right? So they they tend to overcompensate being black. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they say the wrong thing. They'll say like, "Oh, they don't like me because I'm pretty" or everything like that, or, or like that. It's, it's, a, it's like they, that that fuels the fire <laughs> and everything like that. Like, sis, I'm pretty too. What's the conversation? So, but like, but like outside of that, it, I think it's just how white people have separated them since mm-hmm. since slavery times. Mm-hmm. Like house house Negro, field Negro. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just how they've cut, and we've just adapted that in there. Yeah. And everything, um, and we just adapted it because because white people are more comfortable around light skinned black people. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, like it, it just it just it just fuels this issue. Um, and like I said, th- this is what I've seen, and like black people have portrayed that a lot of times in um, how we treat sometimes our family members or people we know. Mm-hmm. Meaning, we'll treat dark skinned people less than because we're like, oh. Society doesn't think you're better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we portray that we we adopt this nonsense. We'll treat light skinned children better. Yeah, yeah. We're just we'll treat light skinned children better and everything. Like oh, we'll call them pretty all the time and mm-hmm. not treat a dark skinned um, child pretty or handsome or whatever. Like 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 I'll, I'll I'll say pretty because it's it that it, that happens more with women. Mm-hmm. Than, than yeah, yeah. Um. It's it's weird because I think that um they'll treat light skinned women better. Mm. Like people people treat light skinned women better. Um, but people think light skinned men are soft. Correct. So it's 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 a it's a it's a weird <laughs> it's a it's a it's different for men and women, I know that. Yes. I, yes I've that seen is true. the big difference between men and women. 
And and because they keep thinking that all light skinned men are soft, a lot many don't like I said, they overcompensate and they become an extra. Right. <laughs> extra, yeah. extra with it because they're extra like, aggressive. oh, I'm not soft. I'm not soft. I'm like, all right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but on the flip side, they always think that like a dark skinned man has to be hard also. Also, right. they all like assume they're hard all the time also. So it's 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 a, and like I said, it all comes from white people, and we we just adopted it and everything. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, you want to talk talk about where it came from? Uh, like why we came up with the topic. So part of why we came up with this to talk about this today is because um, if you're on, unless you're under a rock, you already know that um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have have won the have been declared the winners of the 2020 election. And with that, um, Kamala Harris is making history by being the first black, South Asian, and first woman, period. And first HBCU graduate. HBCU graduate, Divine Nine member, first a lot of things, in becoming the vice president of the United States of America. Upon this announcement, I saw a lot of, you know, uh, Instagram posts and tweets basically saying, you know, congratulations to Kamala, but like, let's not forget um, Stacey Abrams, who did the work so that Kamala could ascend to vice president. And if you don't know, Stacey Abrams um, ran for governor of Georgia, I think two years ago, they stole the election from her. Um and she's been working, I guess, with the Biden campaign and working with the Democrats in general to like gear up and make sure that the Democrats were successful in this uh, 2020 election. At one point, she was on the short list of people being considered for vice president. And, you know, the way she kind of found out she wasn't being considered was like literally in an interview. And like you could see the look on her face like. Err? Like it was really kind of awkward. Um but fast forward, she has been, you know, hitting the streets in Georgia, getting people registered to vote, getting people out to vote, making sure that the ballots are being counted, letting people know where they can, like, go and double check where their ballot is. And, you know, like, she's really been going hard to make sure that her people, i.e., you know, her supporters, her people, her whoever in Georgia are getting out to vote and that their vote is counted, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, Georgia turned, uh, which, you know hasn't happened in any election in the last, what, two or three decades at least. And, you know, a lot of that is credited to the work that Stacey Abrams and her team were doing across the state to get the blow, the, the vote out in the favor of um, Biden-Harris. And so a lot of people were like, yeah, you know, shouts to Kamala Harris, but um, let's not forget that the, the, the real black, the quote unquote real black woman, excuse me, did the work. And, you know, it became a conversation about, you know, dark skinned women always kind of being the laborers so that light skinned women can be pushed to the front and prosper. And I was like, oh, OK, I didn't I didn't think about any of this uh, before, because um, to me, I kind of felt like, well, let's not act like Kamala didn't do any work either. Like she didn't. She's excessively qualified, by the way. Yeah, I'm like, it's not like she just like walked up off the street and was like, I'd like to be your running mate. Like that's not, it's not how that worked. So it's just like, while I feel like colorism is important, like I kind of 
feel in some way that's a little bit reductive in that context of the conversation because they're both accomplished women. They've both, you know, done great things. They're, they're both HBCU graduates. They've both gone on to graduate school. They've both gone on to do great things and make a name for themselves on their own, irrespective of the color of their skin. So, you know, the fact that the colorism conversation is being brought into it um, was kind of interesting to me. So, you know, I'll double back to my own kind of experience and then come back to this. So in terms of colorism, like I've been told to my face, I'm pretty for a dark skinned girl by a person that was darker than me. Imagine my confusion. Um, you know, I've, I've had boy, like, even when I was like a, t- a tween, I would be like, boys would be like, Oh, you'd be prettier if you had light skin. So like, I felt people like making comments about the color of my skin for like a very long time. And I think there was maybe a point where I was like insecure about it. And now I'm like, look, I'm just black y'all. Like, this is it. And also, I'm not the darkest skin person out there. Like the way people be like, oh, you're dark skin. I'm like, I'm brown, to be honest with you, because I, I know people in my real life who are significantly much blacker than me. But the, but I guess a lot of times maybe I hang out with too many light skin people or something. I don't know. But I'm like the way people like for a long time, I think I had a very distorted view of the color of my skin because of how people kept saying I was dark skin. Like in my head, I was darker than I really was. And I would buy makeup that was mad dark. And then it was like, my skin's not that dark, though. Like, why am I buying this super brown makeup? Like the makeup shade that I am, I look at it. I'm like, I'm this color. Because in my head, it's like, I think I'm darker still. And I'm like. And there's nothing wrong with being darker. Don't get me wrong. But I think this idea of like, you're dark skin, you're dark skin, you're dark skin, and it being attached to almost like a flaw of mine, it, it kind of warped my view uh, of myself for a while. And I think I just had to be like, I got to stop subscribing to this light skin, dark skin, like storyline. Like I'm, I'm just black and that's fine. There are many shades of said black. Um, I mean, I joke and say Mark is light skin all the time, but he's not. He's just a regular brown person. Um, but yeah, I think I think I had to tell myself I just got to let this go and stop trying to, you know, categorize myself or like I'll make jokes and say I'm part of team dark skin. I'm definitely not part of team light skin. Like it's, I'm too dark for that. But um, I, I, I just kind of think that, you know, it's it's a stupid conversation because it's how is it advancing us as a people? to keep having the conversation over and over. Yeah, like it, it's, it's I, I think it's fine for jokes, but it depends on where that comes from. Right. And I think um, how it affects you. Right. Is what it becomes different. Like the, um, I'm, I'm all about having jokes. If it depends on how the person, people feel about it. Right. Like in our, in our circle of friends, it's like me and one person who joke about being the, the team darks of the group all the time because we are the darkest two in the group and that person is still darker than me. So it's just like, but it, it's not like a, we're, we're shaming each other or making each other feel any kind of way. It's just, it just is what it is. But to go back to the Kamala and um, Stacey Abrams conversation, the, the fact that people were bringing colorism into it, like, Again, like I said, I felt like it was kind of reducing the achievements of both women to just their skin color. But I will also say that there was some validity to it because the very same black people who are arguing about the colorism and how uh, 
the dark skinned woman had to work in the background so the light skinned woman would come could come forward were the same ones that were dragging Stacey Abrams for being the black that they said they wanted a vice president woman to be. Because there were people talking about how Stacey Abrams was fat. And there are many fat black people, y'all. It's just the truth. We some of us is a little heavy. It is what it is. People talked about the fact that her hair was natural. People talked about the fact that she had a gap between her teeth, like many black people have. Like she is literally what y'all said y'all wanted when you said you wanted a black American woman vice president candidate. That is Stacey Abrams, literally. Stacey Abrams. But you didn't want that. You sat and joked about how she looked and said she looked, people called her a mammy and all other types of disrespectful names. But are the same ones now talking about, oh, well, you know, the black woman always got the dark skinned black woman always got to be the mule. So the light skinned white woman can run or the light skinned black woman can run. I'm like, <sighs> yes, optically, it does look like, you know, Stacey Abrams did. But I'm also like there were other people in other states who did work, too. And Kamala Harris had a team of people who I'm sure also did work too to get them the victory that they had. So I just kind of felt like we like why 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 can't we just have the moment of Kamala Harris winning? Like why does it have to be a colorism black woman black, black, dark skinned woman versus light skinned woman conversation? And and why do, why do we have to do that? And like based on my first statement, it's because we we are listening to the whites. <laughs> and I say that because um I think um News Twelve out here posted that um Kamala was the first black um Asian American um vice president on there. And then a lot of white people under comments was like she's not black. And a lot of a black lot people of- are saying she's not black either. Correct. But what I'm trying to say is like I'm not sure what comes from what that's what I'm trying to say uh-huh. I'm not sure if because th- that might come from when white people are always saying who's black and who's not right um according I saw, to them I, if you got one drop you are so everybody so I saw a lot of white people were saying she don't look black okay <laughs> they're they're extensively familiar in what the black phenotype is but go off correct but like but looking at that it kind of plays into like okay I see where if, if, because people are, are in these mixed groups, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in these mixed groups. Right. So it's like, it's not like, like I'm, 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 I'm the unicorn who's always around black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not most people. Right. Yeah. Most people, they um are either work friends with married to <laughs> like whatever it is group with mix a lot more white people. Or other races in general, not yeah. just not just it's not. Like I'm, I'm the unicorn who's just mostly around black people all the time. Yeah, like I I I, I acknowledge that I'm the odd one out. Right. <laughs> so, um, so like yes, what what you're saying, correct? But like I feel as if being a part of groups like that, you see a thing, you just turn to you you like. Sometimes you adapt what mm-hmm. is being said. Right. Your dad was being said, and 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 like and like you don't adapt to everything that's being said. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's a bunch of nonsense. But you just you adapt some things that are being said because you're just around certain things. Yeah, I think you know with the whole Stacey Abrams and um, Kamala Harris thing. I think the thing that we as Black people have to be honest about is that we are in fact active practicers of colorism, and we don't all think that Black is beautiful. We don't think all versions of Black is beautiful. No, not at all. We we say it. It's like words, but like. 
And I know black people are not a monolith, even though we're allegedly a community. It's very confusing, but we'll talk about that at some other point in time. We, as black people, do not think all black is beautiful. We'll say it. We'll be like, yeah, black girls rock, black girl magic, black is beautiful. We don't all really believe that. Yeah. And, and we need and, to be honest about that. And yeah, like, I, and um, what, what you're saying is like, we, we are not a monolith. And like, some people don't don't think that. Some black people do, some black people don't. Yeah. But it's and, like we can't say we think black is beautiful, but then we say Stacey Abrams is ugly, but Kamala is not black enough. Yeah. Sometimes it's not the same people, but I understand what you're saying. But it's like if if our rallying cry is I'm black and I'm proud, black is beautiful, that should be the universal umbrella under which every person of black heritage falls. Yeah, we shouldn't but, pick and choose who we think is beautiful or who we think is black enough or like it shouldn't be all of that like nitpicking in in subcategorization. But, but like, if the overall rallying cry is I'm black and I'm proud, black is beautiful, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like even even like that whole rallying cry, it's still like sometimes it's just to um it's supposed to just promote and get promote certain things, but people don't. A lot of people don't practice it. Yeah, like a, lot, a lot. A lot of people have, like, a lot of people do that and then still have a preference with certain dark skin or light skin. Right. Um, and I'm not even talking about just dating, just being around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like people, like it, that, that, that's that's just the reality. Like, some people would like even like I've I've seen people where like they'll always say like, oh, I'm always like. All these dark skinned people are very attractive, very beautiful, and everything, but they would never date a dark skinned person. Right. So, like, it's 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 just that that that's been going on for years, though. Right. <laughs> it's, right. It's, it's, it's like I understand why publicly you do that because you want to show you don't want to show the world that black is beautiful and everything. Right. But you also have to be honest with that you don't feel that way that all black is beautiful. Right. And I, and I think, you know, with all of the things that create potential division in our community, like, when are we going to let go of the colorism one? When, when are we going to just say as a people, it doesn't matter? It's, 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 it's like, because, because it's, it's not a model, it's not really possible. Because, because, it's, because, because, it's, not, because it's stupid. Like, no, it, it literally it, it, is not based in anything. It's not like a person can control the color of their skin. No one can. Like, you are born the color that you are, and that's it. So, like, why are we still... I, I think I know stratifying why. one another off of something that none of us can control. Because like what we, make it make sense? It's it's the thing is it happens more with women first thing. That's true. And the reason why it happens that way so much is because everybody kind of categorizes black women in terms of attractiveness to date or have sex with. And I think that is the problem. Because because like you can have a preference, but that doesn't mean that someone's not beautiful. Right. And like and I think that is kind of where the um the lane is. Because because like the um because people have preferences. Some people like um black people, some people attract the white people, so like whatever it is. I don't care about a preference. No, no. What I'm trying to say is like Do that, you boo. But that that's what ties into it. That because people how people blue um view many times black women is when it's in a sexual sense. And that's the problem. Agree, agree. Because so, like, if everything's if you're always viewing a sexual sense, you're viewing it in that sense. So your reaction is based off of that, not just is the person just beautiful, right? But I, but I, you're, that uh, to me, that sounds more of like a 
a male quote unquote perspective? Like, what is it that women are doing that we're continuing to keep up the, is it that we're in competition for male attention? So we're now saying, I, I can't speak to what I think like, this you, girl you know, like, is beautiful. I, I think this one is not like, I, I don't understand it. I truly don't. So I'm literally just spitballing and like asking questions as they because, come in my head because, because I literally do not know. Yeah. Because like a lot of times guys will say certain things and like sometimes I assume women would listen like, oh, this person doesn't think you're like, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out where it comes from. Like, I know there's a lot of stuff with imaging for sure in, in terms of what we're taught. Cause the fact and that, that we're that, still, that, that, I think that plays a, the biggest part of it is yeah. imaging in terms of how, um, media portrays certain things. Cause media, because ha- media now is just an obsession with, um, this, uh, mixed, mixed race people now. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, I so, mean they're beautiful. Shouts to them. No, correct. But There's nothing wrong with it's it. It's very it's intentional. Just, it's, it's just intentional to like not show pure black people. Yeah, and like, and like, and if you have a pure black person, like, it, it comes with a persona. Yeah, and I feel like when they try to show pure black people, they try to go for like the darkest skinned black person possible. Correct. And, and it's and, like there's and, pure black and, people and, that and, just look and, regular. And it's honey. not just pure black. It's pure black people with like an attitude or like it's like it's yeah. it's, it's it's very it's very specific. They have like, to have natural hair and blah blah blah. Like yeah. it's a very specific. Like they think like pure black just looks a certain way, and it's like, well, that's not the only way. But all right, okay, go off. Yeah, it's 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 very specific imaging. Yeah, because, you know, I, I will. And again, like I said, people can't control the, the skin color that they're born in. Like, it just is what it is. Um, but, you know, I will say, like, even looking back at, like, the 90s, early 2000s and thinking about, like, some of the shows and stuff like that that were really popular, like the quote unquote dark skin girl on the show wasn't even really dark skin, but she was dark compared like girlfriends, for example, like uh, what's her name? Maya and Tony were like dark skin. In comparison to, uh, uh, what was it? Joan, that Tracy Ellis Ross played. They were all beautiful, but it was always like, Tracy was the most beautiful of them all. And, you know, Maya and and Tony were cute too, but they were dark skinned. Like, and so it's like that kind of imaging. And like I said, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. But that kind of imaging over time, like we really didn't really get to see a lot of like truly like, brown dark brown um actresses like really become a big deal and be seen as beautiful until you know very very recently like viola davis is gorgeous but i feel like people didn't think viola davis was gorgeous until like five years ago um you know like lupita nyong'o like i'm she came out at a time where she would where she would be accepted. I don't think if in the night if she had come out in the nineties people would be like oh my god she's so well, beautiful. She, she, she talked about like her oh my god she, she's she's had yeah, so it's just like it's just interesting to me that it's like even though there are people out there now that you know are darker skin that are seen as beautiful, there's still this overwhelming um feeling that somehow being of a lighter complexion is still better, still more beautiful, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, it's it's a large thing that we have to like tear down as a society, but I think it starts with black people really just kind of being introspective and honest about why they have these feelings and really doing their part to like un undo it and make a change in their own little corner of the world. Because I'm like, I would hate for Avery's generation of kids to still be like, 
having a colorism conversation and saying, well, this one's pretty and this one's not pretty because this one's dark and this one's light. Like, I would like for them to not have to grow up with that, like, baggage of that. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, it's stupid and it doesn't, it doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't help us move forward as a people. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. All it does is create insecurity and create conflict when there shouldn't be because we've got enough going on as a community and as women that we don't have to also be fighting with each other to validate who's pretty or who's not pretty based on something that we can't control. So, yeah, that was, that was, there's more in my head, but you know, we got things to do, places to go. We can't be out here all day. So, so is that good? Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm done. I'm done. All right. We welcome all comments, uh, questions, thoughts, perspectives, 100%, because I'm sure everybody has different experiences with this and, and different yeah. ideas about, like, what it looks like and maybe even some solutions on how we can move the needle and turn the corner away from focusing on this and, you know, really embracing one another and, you know, trying to find ways to work together to make a difference for all of the people in our community, regardless of the color of their skin. Word. Word. That is the goal. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But we gotta, we gotta have a topic where we talk about why light skinned men are viewed one way and dark skinned men are viewed in another way. Because that's, I also find that to be very interesting. Oh, you mean dark skinned men and dark skinned women like that? Difference between those? Sure. sure. Yeah. Maybe you can invite um Sir Dalton for that one. That's fine. Um, that's fine. That's fine. It's cool. So let's get right into Artist Spotlight. Artist Spotlight. That's fine. Uh, so the artist spotlight today uh, is Derek Minor. Um, his birth name is Derek Johnson, but he goes by Derek Minor, and apparently his stage name was Pro before. Um, he was born December 16th, 1984, and he co-founded the hip-hop record label Reflection Music Group with Doc Watson and signed to Reach Records in a joint venture between the two labels in 2011. I believe Reach Records, Reach Records is, is Lecrae. Is Lecrae in them, mm-hmm. yes. Lecrae, I think, is co-owner of that yes it's uh reach records i just clicked on it was founded in 2004 by ben washer and the hip-hop artist lecrae um in addition to lecrae the reach roster includes andy maneo tadashi triply gavi 1k few a couple of you know gospel hip-hop artists that you know if you're into that you might know about uh show baraka was on there at one point um if you if you know who he is did we feature him i think so i don't remember I feel like we may have, but I don't know. So anyways, um, Derek Minor, uh, he has put out a few albums, um, made the Billboard charts with a few um, songs and albums. His uh, first album came out, I think, in 2010. No, I'm a liar. I'm telling a whole lie. So 2008 was his first album. Then the second one came out in 2010. And I think the second one is the one that made the Billboard charts. So he's he's made some pretty uh, popular uh, music um, in the last couple of years. Um, he did a web series called Dying to Live. 
um, that was very well received. Um, and he was a title character in a video game that Reach Records put out called Altered Pro. Um, he's from Michigan. Um, he was born in Michigan, but he moved to Tennessee. And that's where he was at. He uh, decided he wanted to go to college and do like music production. And so he did that. And he graduated in 06 uh, with a bachelor's degree in record industry management. Um, and uh, yeah, he, like I said, his name was initially Pro. Then he changed it to Derek Minor, and he's been putting music out ever since. His last album was in 2018, but I've seen him very active on social media. So um, I'm sure he's probably um, getting something uh, together very soon. He's actually a Grammy winner as well. Um, he was a producer on um, Lecrae's album, Gravity, and that album won Best Gospel Album for 2013. So he won a Grammy as a result of being a producer. Yeah. So, all right, Grammy winner, Mr. Derek Minor, I see you. Yeah, um, last year um, he did a, um, was an album with one of our... Like one, of our one, of our, one of the podcast faves? Yeah, one of the podcasts. Like one of our... We probably feature him like episode like three. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we did it early because he, he was a fan of mine. Um, mm. um no, I, I was a fan of his. I say he didn't. Because he's bad. He don't know me. <laughs> I um, like, you know you that's crazy. <laughs> I'm a fan of him. Um, propaganda. He did an album last year. And I, it was funny. Cause I heard the story was like, they was just in the, ho- in the house, in the studio. And he was talking. He was like, yo, you wanted the album? He was like, yeah. And he did the album. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was, it was kind of just like that. Okay. Uh, I think they were just on vacation or something. It was something crazy like that. Um, but one of the songs we're going to play for him is actually off of that album. It has a bunch of people. It has Propaganda on there. Mm-hmm. It has Derek Minor. Mm-hmm. And it has Don't Be the Week With. So it just has all the people. It's three of Marks. All Mark's the people face. on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the song is called Fallen. Um, let me know what you think. It's called Fallen. They say that we're falling. They say that we're falling. Then tell me why you follow. If we're falling. Huh. If I was you, I would appropriate us too. <laughs> Let it sit. It's understandably confusing depending on who you're using. Just come through Alexander, your library drips through these fingertips. Mental state miserable, your wings don't fit. You bigger than your body, give you credit for a metaphor for how I see us, these creatures we settled for. You're actually fascinating, actuating. You make poverty a play haven, pub of Indian prayers made of cornmeal and turquoise. Harvesting dreams with the medicine of the Iroquois. Different like the cloth we cut from, a creative nature with the joy we came from. Uh, the truth you can't run from, uh, the style and finesse are a nectar of a broken neck. You want to drink the juice but can't live through tight squeezes. But I don't pay the price, I pay dues. But the pain is paint, and quit I can't. Faith is rank, and your attitude stank, and I couldn't stand to think. The states without my rainy your cow basic trap music, y'all crazy. Black women are north stars if we fallin'. Why you follow? 
He was a producer. Did he? Did he, he didn't do any verses? Oh, so why do we? You just wanted to play some Toby. That was it. Because I'm thinking he actually like did vocals on the song. No. I should have screened this before. <laughs> well. I, because I'm assuming that you're... No, play- he, mo- most, most of his songs are his... He's just producing. That's fine. So we're, we're, we're doing producer features now. Yeah, he's, he's an artist. Rolling my eyes. So Propaganda and Toby. That's, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> Produced by Derek Potter. Great. Great. Moving on to this week in Random. This week in Random. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Um, first things first, uh, as you mentioned earlier in the pod, uh, the election happened this week. Um, there was no definitive uh, count on Tuesday night, which I don't think anyone was shocked by, given the fact that, you know, mail-in vote was the primary way that people submitted their um, ballots this year. Um, so I didn't expect anything on Tuesday night. Um, it was very close at one point. Like, I think at one point it was like Biden had 155 and Trump had like 146. Like, it was very nail biting for a little while. I was like, what's going on here? What are people doing? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But then you started seeing, you know, different states kind of flip. Michigan, Arizona, Pennsylvania, states that have normally been red states flipped blue. I saw a meme where somebody said about Arizona. Arizona didn't forget how the, all the trash that Trump talked about McCain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it came time to vote, and it was like, you can say a lot of things, homie, but what you're not going to do, talk about Mr. John McCain. Because John McCain was a lot of things. He was a class act. Like, I'll always have respect for him for when, you know, he was running against Barack Obama. His supporters kept saying he was a Muslim. He was like, stop saying that. He's not a Muslim. He's a good man. Stop it. And they was like, oogie. So <laughs> I have an enormous amount of respect for him because he could have let that fly. 
and let people keep saying that. But he was at least decent enough to be like, all right, y'all, cut, cut that nonsense out. That is that is not true. Cut it out. OK, um, so the reactions have been interesting to um Biden-Harris being declared the winners of the election. So especially from rich-ish or rich-adjacent black people, they've been very interesting. Um, Steven Jackson, because, you know, people are emotional about it because, you know, there are people who felt very terrorized by 45 and, you know, were really, really nervous that he was going to win again. And so to see that the other team won, People are like, you know, it's it's like tears of joy, tears of relief, like just tears of happiness. And, you know, Stephen Jackson, uh, who is apparently more famous for his random political slash social commentary statements than football, than basketball these days, it seems, um, basically came out and said, all y'all on the Internet crying over this. Y'all look like some coons right now. Y'all think y'all life going to get better. It's not. I don't know why y'all crying over some coons. Uh, crying over some some white man y'all look like some coons totally missing the point of you know why people might have been expressing that emotion or the fact that people are actually more excited about at least the black people that i've seen are more excited about the kamala fact uh part of the conversation than the joe biden they're like joe's cool but we're excited about kamala that's that's the the impression that i've gotten from people i've seen but you know whatever and then jaheem uh our our good old you know put put your woman first singer um, posted on Instagram a whole thing. He posted the picture of Donald Trump and uh, Michael Jackson together, um, which had to have been taken years ago, um, and basically was like this whole long caption, basically saying, you know, these are two men that have been vilified for accusations against them that haven't been true. And, you know, Biden is leading y'all to hell. Y'all don't even know Trump was trying to free the country from all this tyranny. And now y'all just handed it over to this person who's going to sign us up for the new world order. And we're not going to have any rights and all this, all this stuff. I'm just like, what are y'all talking about? And I've seen a number of people saying this, like even um, the girl who plays Shuri, um, in Black Panther, she like you because you've heard the QAnon thing. So she posted something on Twitter like, "Do y'all like? I'm wondering if y'all even know how how far this. Um, let me see if I can find it. How far this like QAnon or this demonic thing goes? Something she said, and people was like, "Girl, you're not even from here, so why are you talking?" Um, which valid, um, but. You know, it's just interesting to see the reactions. Like, I'm not going front. A part of me is nervous. Like, I saw all these people on the internet being all excited yesterday, and I saw the people dancing in the streets, and it was, like, all very nice to see. But a part of me has that trepidation that I had when Barack Obama won, where I was like, well, is he going to make it to inauguration? Because I feel like they're about to start pulling some funny business. So between, as you were talking about before, Trump consistently saying... Voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. Given and then, you know, the statements he's made about him not being willing to leave, um, you know, quietly and in, in a dignified manner as presidents who are no longer sitting do. I'm just kind of nervous a little bit about um, what's going to happen between now and Inauguration Day, because that's two months from now and anything can happen. So I'm just kind of like waiting with bated breath like I feel like I'll finally be able to like breathe on inauguration day but until then I'm kind of like all right okay because I don't know I just I just I'm just yeah 
I, I just have a shifty feeling about it. But like the responses have been interesting. Like somebody was saying something like, or Tucker Carlson was saying, they're going to make you drink Starbucks. I'm like, what? Like, I just need context for some of the things that people are saying. Cause I don't understand. Look, they're very weird statements and you know, you know, people saying Kamala's evil. And I saw something where someone said Kamala's just going to try to kill Biden so she can be the president herself. Like, I'm just like, what are people talking? Like, I need somebody to explain to me where people are getting this from, because I don't understand. And maybe I don't be on the Internet or like I don't read enough or something. But it's just like the, the statements that I've heard repeatedly being made. I'm just like, yo, people are people are bugging like real talk. People are bugging. So. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how things how things go. Um, apparently, Lil Wayne's girlfriend broke up with him after she found out that he was a Trump supporter. She was like, oh, no, nah, I'm getting out of here. But um, I'll be interested to see what him, Ice Cube, 50 Cent, the others that kind of came out. Like, even Waka Flocka apparently was like, this coverage of this election is disgusting. It's disrespectful. I can't believe they would do this to this man. I'm like, where are we right now? What's happening? Like, I just, I'm so confused. I'm so, I'm so, like, what is it that these black people know that I don't know? Like, because there's a, there's a sizable amount of them who really believe that Trump is this great, awesome president and he was going to do these great, awesome things. And it's like, but he had four years and he had a, a Senate that would have let him do anything. But he didn't do any of these alleged great things. So, like, were we supposed to give him eight more, four more years to finally do these alleged great things? Like, what what was it? Like, I just, I need somebody to explain it to me. And maybe one of y'all that's a black Trump supporter that voted for him can break it down for me so that I can understand. Don't break it down. I don't care what you say. I really don't get it. Like, I'm I like, really. I don't care. I really don't understand. I'm like, what is it that y'all know that I don't know? I'm so confused. I, there's no way I can convince them because they have a different timeline than I do. <laughs> Um, I don't want to convince. I really am genuinely trying to understand. I don't. I don't care because, <laughs> because they, I don't get it. They, they sound crazy. Um, I'm like, what? What are y'all talking about? Y'all all have the same talking points. Like, was there a meeting that everyone went to? No, they're they're they they number one. They all listen to QAnon. They think QAnon is a real thing. Um, and I think that I think that that, that that's the source. QAnon is a random person. <gasps> no. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll talk about it. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. It's okay. Um, QAnon is just a random person saying a bunch of nonsense that isn't real, that isn't based in fact, that people are just believing because, once again, I told you, Donald Trump is retweeting it. <laughs> I guess. So, oh, and there must be based in fact because the president is retweeting something. And that's why I keep saying, like, it's, 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 um, conspiracy theories have become so strong because people in power are retweeting it. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's, that's, that is where the difference is between conspiracy theories usually. So now if, so if he's re- um, retweeting it and he's playing into the people who don't trust the government. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I think I was watching is something about this. Um, Larry Wilmore was talking about this. It was like Trump has made it so that like he doesn't want anybody to trust anybody but him. Right. He's made it so like, no, don't trust anybody. Just everybody. And so like it just plays into everybody's paranoia that everybody is trying. So it's like it's making white supremacists, hoteps, 
um, flat earthers. It's it's making um, anti-vaxxers. They're they're putting them all in the same category. Yes, because we have an anti-vaxxer friend. It's such such a weird... It's it's putting them all in the same category, and they don't understand how they're all the same. Right. They're all getting fed the same information. And so it's like, that's why Trump probably got so many votes in the first, because he's like, he's he's found a way to get all those people in the same category. Yeah. People that have nowhere around the same views. Right. But then he says, the hoteps... The white supremacists, <laughs> like they all have the same view because he's just baking off everybody's untrust of the media and the government. Right. So, and the media and government is trash, by the way. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. But what they're trash at <laughs> is like he, he's baking off of what they're trash at or, or anything that benefits him. And I, th- I think that's the problem. Yeah. I agree, and I, I I think that that's why he got so many votes because because like stuff like New World Order, like all that stuff, like he's playing into that, like oh I'm doing it. so. It if if people can if he play, he he can like approve the the crazy stuff that you believe is happening, he's like oh he must be right. He's approving. He's he's saying what I was saying this whole time is right. Right, right, and it's like don't get me wrong. For all I know. All of these things could be factual. It could be real. It could be happening. It could be all that. But I just feel like at some point, like, (sighs) you can't spend all your time just going down the rabbit hole of YouTube conspiracy theories about stuff. Like, that'll just drive you crazy. Like, I feel like I don't have anything against, you know, a person being informed or being an informed citizen or whatever the case is. But it's just like. How many of these conspiracy theories have people been like running behind for years that have turned out to be absolute nonsense? You know what I mean? Like, for example, or, you know, with the whole 2012 thing, like I remember seeing people like with signs on their houses saying the world is ending in 2012. People quit their jobs. They sold their house. They sold it. They did all this stuff. And it's 2020. But there were people running with this. The world is ending in 2012. And I remember people were trying to say, it was because we elected Barack Obama. Like, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of like, y'all, come on now. Like, I understand that there's, there's a lot of information out there and it's hard to filter through. And it's hard to figure out what's a real source, what's a fake. Like, it's really not that easy anymore. Like, it's just way too much stuff out there. But I feel like as a person, you got to have like a critical eye. And you also have to like, you know, if you're religious, just pray and get some discernment and clarification about what you're seeing. You can't just be out here just believing any old thing that is said because people, people, people are literally out here saying anything, literally just saying anything. So, you know, it just, I'm perplexed. I still really do want to sit down with somebody who, who shares these views so I can understand because I don't, I did not attend the meeting where they talked about all of these things. And I, I would like to know why my membership was not extended to attend that meeting. Because, like, there's a whole legion of people who believe all of this stuff. And I'm just like, but who said that? Who had been saying that? Like, I just don't get it. Um, so a lot of, so the scandal now in the Christian community is that a lot of these prophets uh, have to, are backpedaling their prophecies. So apparently there were a lot of prophets in both, like, the black and the white Christian world who felt that, and that's another conversation we got to have one day, 
um, who felt that who felt confident in prophesying that uh, Donald Trump was going to win re-election. And now that he has not, there's a lot of backpedaling happening. Oh, you know, when I saw it, things were kind of cloudy, blase, blase, blase. Like, y'all just making a mockery of prophecy. Like, prophecy is real. And there are people who really have the gift. But some of y'all just out here have been charlatans and just been saying any old thing. And... And it's now being exposed. And it's funny because another pastor, this guy that I found on, I think I found him on Instagram, actually. Somebody reposted him and I was watching his videos. Like he did a whole prophecy at the end of 2019. And he did another one like at the beginning of this whole pandemic thing. And one of the things he said was a lot of these giant church people are about to be exposed as charlatans and as people who have been lying about the gift of prophecy that they claim to have. Like they just been saying stuff for years and years and years and nobody's like check them, but it's going to be exposed. And so a lot of these people are being exposed now, um, including uh, Paula White. Uh, we blame T.D. Jakes for this catastrophe. Thomas Dexter going to have to come apologize to us for this as a community because then nobody have to be bothered. We wouldn't even know who this lady was if it wasn't for you, Mr. Thomas Dexter Jakes. So you're going to have to come forward to the congregation as um, Charlamagne was saying, apologize to us for, for, for bringing this lady into our, our mix. Because, you know, Paula White, she was, you know, when Trump first became elected, she was like a big Trump supporter. She was part of his prayer circle, vigil of people who believed he was a Christian, blah, blah, blah. So I guess when the election hadn't been called and it didn't look like he was winning, she was inside of a church with, you know, her white lady haircut, her manager haircut, and um, her slouch shirt calling for African angels and South American angels to come and turn the election around in Donald Trump's favor. Number one, why are black and brown people being called upon to fix this situation if it's supposed to be the situation? Second of all, I promise you, not Nan, black or brown angel was in heaven like, I'm going to get right down there, God. They was all like, oh, that ain't my business. I don't have nothing to do with that. That ain't, mm -mm. no, thank you. Why, I just want to know why the angels had to be African and South American. Like, why the angels had to be race? Like, why couldn't there just be angels? Like, why, why did it have to be specific black and brown ones? Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm very confused about that. And I guess those angels came and they turned it for Biden. I don't know. But um, they didn't do what she wanted. I'm, I just, why are you calling on? Like, I just, can somebody help me understand? Like, I'm mad confused. I was like, I watched the video of her looking like a nut job. And we're calling the angels from Africa, from Africa. I said, huh? Not never in all my years of being a Christian have I ever heard anybody refer to angels as African, Asian, Latino, any of that. They've just been angels, period. Yes. So I'm, I'm very concerned. And if the African agents came, that's the reason why he lost. Yeah. Because <laughs> the African. If, if, if they came. What the African angel said was. We have watched from the mountains. <laughs> we will not have it. We will not have it. Oh, girl, girl, Paula, get help. <laughs> you look crazy. You look absolutely crazy. Okay. No, no, just no. Okay. Um, so I just saw a news report. So apparently, um, Jared Kushner, AKA, uh, 45 son-in-law, uh, is, currently talking to him to try to convince him to concede because he's not trying to hear it. But Jared Kushner is apparently over there like, dude, just, 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 you just, okay, just, it's, it's over. 
let it go, move on. So we'll see if Jared Kushner is successful. But the streets allegedly are saying that uh, Jared Kushner is currently trying to get um, 45 to concede. Um, so if you heard me gasp about 10 minutes ago while Mark was talking, it was because I was literally looking at my phone and the news came through that Alex Trebek has passed away. Oh, wow. At the age of 80 from pancreatic cancer. Oh, wow. And if wow. you know me, you know Jeopardy is one of my favorite freaking shows. Yes, yes, I love is. Jeopardy. I was literally watching it last week. And, you know, Alex Trebek, like, was still hosting the show, even after, even while going through treatment and after being diagnosed and all that. So I was just like, oh, not Alex Trebek. So, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Cool guy. Uh, he was saying, you know, when he announced his thing that he was like, yeah, I got to stick around to 2022. That's when my contract ends. But, you know, uh, I guess, I guess he had to head on home. So rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Um, other not really relevant news, but, you know. Try to find some things that happened this week because it wasn't much. It was really just election town with random sprinkles of things. So um, two people released two two families released their babies this week. Finally, um, so um, released your babies. People had babies. We ain't seen them. Um, so Safari and Erica Mena finally showed us their baby because they've been showing the stroller shots, but we've never seen the baby. So the baby is so, and they never told us the baby's name either. So the baby's name is Majesty. No, I'm lying. The baby's name is Sapphire Majesty Samuels. And then Sapphire is spelled like S-A-F-I-R-E. Because, you know, Safari is S-A-F-A. Yeah, so that's what they did. So the baby's name is Sapphire. Um, she's very cute. People are trying to say she looks like uh, Rich Dollars, and I I don't have any time. I'm heading home. I'm, but we're not going to do a say that that baby belongs to Rich Dollars. I'm leaving. Um and apparently, like they was trying to, people were trying to insinuate that they were saying they were getting a divorce, but he just posted a bunch of pictures of her on her birthday. So I'm moving on. They finally put the baby out. It's fine. Um, cousin John, aka Fab, and Emily also released uh, pics of their new baby. Her name is Journey Isabella Jackson. Uh, so congrats to, congrats to the to the parents and their kids and all that. I was wondering if they were going to keep a J name for their daughter. Because the two boys are uh, Jonas and and something. I can't remember the other one's name. But they all have they all have J names. So I was wondering if they were going to do the same thing for the daughter. To go with John. To go with John, I guess. Because there's no E's. Nobody's nobody's Emily. There's just J's, J's, more J's. So yeah, congrats to them. She's very cute. Very cute. So yeah, um, in terms of new music, what came out? Um, no albums really came out, just a couple songs. Um, so uh, there's a song uh, that I'm, I'm going to listen to. It's called Stay Down with Lil Dirk, Black, a.k.a. Six Slack, and Young Thug. Not Six Slack. People do be saying Six Slack. Yes. Not, not him. His name's Black. <laughs> <laughs> I've just heard people say Six Slack, okay? That's fine. Yeah, the other little boy's named Johan. I couldn't think of uh, Fab's other son's name is Johan. Um, so, yeah. So, Stay Down, Lil Dirk, Black, and Young Thug. Um, Pop Smoke also is on two songs. One is called Black Mask with Jay Guapo, and the other one is called Double G with French Montana. I forgot French Montana was, like, a music person. 
Like every time somebody says he makes music, I be like, does he? Because I feel like I don't like. I, you know how some people have a career and you're not really sure like why it's happening, but it's happening. Like French Montana is that for me. Like he has a career and I'm I'm always like, oh wow, oh wow, look at that. Like it's always a surprise to me. Like I just I never understand why, but he has a career and I guess it's cool for him. Um, so yeah, he has a song with Pop Smoke. I'm like, how many more Pop Smoke songs y'all gonna give me? Because Pop Smoke is definitely deceased. Rest in peace to him. Um, so he wasn't alive that long. I don't think he was making music that long. So like, how much music do he really have? That y'all are y'all about to be putting out albums for like the next five years of Pop Smoke music? I just I just want to know what to prepare myself for at this point. Um, and um, Quarantine Thick uh, with Two Chains and Mulatto came out. I feel like that might be my my jam for the week. Because uh, I enjoy Two Chains and I like Mulatto too. So, yeah, that was what was going on in new music because nobody really put out any albums this week. I guess maybe people was kind of waiting to see what was going to happen election week before they. Yeah, I guess election week is a bad week to put out an album if you want to get like garner any interest in it because nobody cares. Nobody was focused on anything else but the election this week. So, yeah, I can see why people would hold off on music if they had something that they wanted to put out. Speaking of elections, 50,000 of you ignorant individuals voted for Kanye West. What is the matter with you? Huh? What's the actual matter with you? You couldn't vote for one of the Jorgensen or one of them third Green Party or Libertarian candidates, like an actual candidate. You wrote Kanye West on your ballot. What does it matter with you? Is it crack? Is it crack that you smoke? Oh, sorry. I had a moment there because I forgot. I meant to mention that before and I forgot. And I just thought about it again because we were talking about music. And I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. But anyway, that was all. That was all we had here on the pod. Um, do you have anything else, Mark? Is there anything else? Um, I'm just I'm realizing that there's a new narrative that Kamala Harris slept her way to the top. <laughs> yeah, she had an affair or she was a mistress to some to some man that was like a mayor or something. Okay. And but what I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding what the issue is. Like, I'm pretty sh- like, is it is it because she's a woman of color that that's a problem? Because there are plenty of white women who've done it. What's the, what's the story? What's the conversation? What's women do it every day? Y'all just mad because she used her her thing smarter. Like, I'm just if I'm the mistress to a mayor or a governor, I'm trying to get something out of it. I'm not. Ju- I'm I'm here to get to something. And I don't know if her having that affair got her to something, but like, can we also not discredit that the lady like, you know, went to school, worked, had jobs, did things. As far as I'm concerned, any criticism levied against her, put it up against the fact that Donald Trump never even held a city council office somewhere and somehow became the president. Let's just leave it there. Just let's just leave it there. Let's just leave it there. Because the truth is, as, as a black woman, people are always going to find something to discredit you anyway. Like if Michelle Obama had run for president, they would have said, well, only, only reason people even thinking about her is because she was sleeping with the president because that was her husband. Not that she's actually more accomplished than him, but, you know, it, it always gets reduced to who you slept with or what you like. Just just get a hobby, boys and girls. Get a hobby. 
What's wrong with your face, honey? What's happening? I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> you I'm look just, very perplexed just, in the face. I'm like, how many of how many politicians have had affairs? <laughs> Several. Several. Many of them. The current the current sitting president has paid off porn stars. Like, I'm not sure what we're talking about here, people. I just I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't um, know okay. what we're talking about. Um, Leave me alone. We're, we're gonna get out of here. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, we appreciate, I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Um, this world is crazy. Um, Bad crazy. You're gonna have to edit that, but just crazy, crazy. I'm sorry. It's crazy. Just absolutely crazy. <laughs> you almost made it. You almost made it. With, the, with, with that said, <laughs> we bid you adieu. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh huh. Uh huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey.